Shut up and sit down. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Quiet Part Loud podcast. You're listening to me. My name's Daryl. I'm the host of this thing. If it's your first time, if you're coming back for some more, thank you. Uh, you've probably noticed the shows are not as frequent as they were before Christmas, and the reason for that is because we've invested in this new equipment. We're lining up guests. We're doing, you know, we're trying to do the show properly. We're trying to, you know, completely up the production of the show and with everything that goes into that it takes a little bit more time none of the other things in life go away but you got to make time to you know invest in this to make it right and that's what I'm trying to do so I did actually have another show recorded but again just with the editing and everything like that it's it's out of date now so I've scrapped it and that's the first time I've ever done that so it's a reality check for me in terms of dedicating time time management and really getting getting this thing done the way it should be. So I'm working on it. I'm working on it every day. And with the guests that we've got lined up, again, I don't want to just make sure, uh, you know, I don't want it to just be interviews where I'm like, hey, what's this? Da-da-da-da-da, scripted answer. You know, it, there's so many junk shows out there already. Podcast land is becoming saturated with shows and it is getting already more and more difficult for independents to be noticed and to make an impact and to grow significantly, especially when you don't have a team behind you. So everything else is of critical importance. And when you're interviewing somebody, the engagement with that guest and what you're able to get out of that guest is invaluable to helping you stand out in a crowd. So that's what I want to ensure that we do when we bring you guys the people that we're going to bring, and some of them are really, really cool guests. So um, if any of them are listening, I'm sorry for the delay. That is totally on me, but we're ready to go. I've got the last few pieces of equipment that I thought that I think I needed. So now whether a, a, you know, a guest is in London with me face-to-face or they're in, you know, Vietnam, we're good. We're, we're, we're set. The only piece missing is a proper beast of a laptop. The thing I've got now is a disgrace. And uh, that's what's really holding back the video. But thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the show. As I said on the last episode, the stream of consciousness I want those to be interspersed with guests and other ideas that we've got because I don't want this show, even though it is the quiet part loud, I don't want this show just to be a stream of consciousness. I don't want it just to be a a one-on-one conversation. I'm coming up with an idea now with a friend of mine who, you know, is a cinephile as I am. So we're going to do a show about films and about TV and about, you know, just classic cinema and and, and all of that stuff. It's going to be a couple of guys in a pub talking shit, having fun, and just arguing about films, arguing about TV shows, which is better than this, what's better than that, why'd you like this, why'd you hate that, all of that good stuff. But not from a, 
I dare to say, like a nerd point of view. Just a, a couple of guys sitting around chatting. So that's in the works as well. And it's all happening. So I want the show to be diverse because we as listeners, we as people, we are diverse. You can't just paint us into a box as much as the media wants to tell you that or social media wants to tell you that or you know these politicians want to tell you that. We're not one thing or the other. We're a mix of everything. That's what makes us beautiful as people. That's what makes us diverse as a species. It's our variety. It's our variability. It's the fact that we're not always happy. It's the fact that we're not always sad. It's the fact that we're not ultra-conservative about everything or ultra-liberal about everything. We are, we are this soup, you know? And the content needs to reflect that. Because I'm interested in tons of shit. So why should I just do one show about one thing or a news and you know catch-up review show or something like that? I want to do an MMA show. I love mixed martial arts and some of the some of the some of the content out there is great some of the content out there is not so great and I think there's definitely room to have a show about MMA. So that's another thing that we're thinking about doing. But again, it's hours in the day at this point. So stay tuned. And as things develop, we'll bring them to you. So I wonder how the audio's going because I'm trying different different distances to try to get the pitch absolutely right. All right, so it is Wednesday evening and it's, I don't know, middle of Feb. And this is going to be a stream of consciousness podcast. This is going to be an episode where we just talk randomly about what's been going on because that's never a dull show right that's never lacking any kind of content and the past couple of weeks have been no different so let's get into it i guess we can work backwards from frequency like you know backwards chronologically But the news today from the UK is the new visa scoring system that the government just unleashed with this Priti Patel character saying that low-skilled workers will no longer be given visas like we've got some surplus domestic product that's ready to fill these roles that are already understaffed and already shorted, uh, already experiencing massive shortages. And underfunding. I mean, what do they expect? To attract the best and brightest? To care working? And to hospitality? Because if we're being completely frank, that's what this is. It's the people that run the infrastructure. That's who we're, that's who we're talking about. And it just seems like the plan that was written on the back of a matchbook. Miss Pretty Patel, she makes statements like you can't dabble in drugs. Like she's trying to alienate a whole class of people. I don't know who these people think they are. 
This woman's a joke. I don't even know her, but she's a joke. Making statements like that. It's 2020, you idiot. Almost everybody dabbles in drugs. What are you talking about? Just another example of how out of touch people in the political system truly, truly are. But it is what it is. We've got a conservative government. We had an election that was based on emotion. And people felt like they were being talked down to. So they said, go fuck yourself. We're going with the Brexit candidate. There was nothing else in it. There was no investigation of policy. There was no investigation of the manifesto by the general public. Are you out of your fucking mind? They're not reading the T's and C's on an Apple update. They're definitely not reading the T's and C's of the government. You know what I mean? It was an emotional vote. And that's why we're in the position now where we're going to have a conservative government for the next decade or so. Well, what are you going to do? I guess this is a perspective thing, right? Because how much does national politics actually affect your day-to-day life? You generally say not at all. That's the point of government. It's supposed to function without you understanding what's going on. It's just supposed to work for you. That's what you pay for. But it's being run so incompetently that people are starting to notice the fuck-ups of the national government because of the trickle-down effect it's having to the local communities. I mean, all I got to do is talk about Greenwich, where I live. Talking about reducing the size of our garbage cans, reducing the amount of times that they're going to come and collect it. So you've got less space to put the same amount of garbage, but they're going to come and get it every two weeks instead of every week. This is the genius idea to save costs in this council. At the, me- at the same time, everywhere you look, there's a new development of, you know, 200, 300 plus apartments in each building. I've got one down the end of my road. I think there's 10 buildings. You're putting another, like, I don't know. What's that? 2,000 apartments? 3,000 apartments? At least in one complex? So you're going to have an influx of this many people, but reduce the services to cater to that influx of people to a level which is already not sustainable for the people that live here now. This is the plan to save money. What are you expecting your streets to look like in the next two years? What are you expecting the crime and the, and the violence to look like? Cramming all these people in just like sardines. It's crazy. It's crazy, but the visa situation is is ill thought. It seems from a from a top level review of it, what I've done, very very briefly. Seems full hearted, but this is sort of what we know about the conservative government, what they want to do, what they want to carry out with Brexit. But I've said it before, and I say it again. Brexit's not done. Brexit's just getting started. The vote for Brexit was to get it started. It wasn't to finish it. It wasn't to leave the EU. Yeah, we're out. Okay, technically. 
but the work on getting whatever relationship back with them, that's only just started and it's already not going well. The conflict over the fishermen and the trade and the passage of movement now with the visa thing. I mean, you're, you know, I don't know what to say about it really other than you guys voted for this. I didn't fucking vote for this. And as I said, people made an emotional vote. Not an, an informed vote. They didn't, they didn't know what the hell was going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen. But it doesn't look good. And it hasn't looked good for some time. Couple that with the weather. <laughs> Everybody talks about the British weather. But if you actually live here, you realize it's not as bad as the outside world think it is, especially in London. Like you don't, we don't get a ton of rain normally in London. But with Sierra, I called it Sierra. Um, but with the storm Sierra and now what they're calling storm Dennis, I mean, it's just wreaking havoc on the city and on the country, especially up north. I feel terrible for what's going on to the people up north. I mean, their houses are ruined. You can't see some of these towns for the floods. It's uh, it's horrendous, and I I hope I hope they make it out of it okay. I hope you know they don't all lose their property. It looks really fucking bad up there at the moment, but you know, fuck, are you gonna do? I mean, I'm looking out my window right now, and there's a guy down the road. His house or his house, his shed doesn't have a roof. I'm looking across the road at my other neighbor. And his garage has a massive hole in it that's plugged with like a plastic bag. <laughs> I mean, I don't live in the ghetto, by the way. But the storms have been, yeah, they've been wreaking havoc on the, uh, on the country over here. It's been, it's been pretty bad. Did you guys see the, um, you must have seen the, the footage of this guy. I think it was an American Airlines flight punch in the back of the seat when the woman reclined it i mean have you ever have you ever seen anything from a grown man that was that was that pathetic like this woman reclined her seat as she's allowed to do right and I don't know where you guys stand on this, by the way, but maybe you agree with me. Maybe you don't agree. I don't know. Let's see. But this lady reclined her seat, which she's allowed to do because she bought the seat and the seat reclines. That's a feature of the seat, right? Now, is it her fault that the guy behind her got the toilet seat? Right? He was in the last row. He was right by the can. He was... He was right by the shitter. So that's already not going to be a good flight. And he's probably a bit pissed off anyways because I've been stuck from uh, London to Toronto in that seat. God, that was a fucking terrible flight. So this guy's already pissed off. You, can t you, you just know he is because that's the worst seat on the plane. 
unless you have some form of explosive diarrhea and you just need immediate access to it or it's coming out of both ends and you just cannot be any further than a row away from the toilet at any time during this flight. That's the only reason that that would be a good place to sit. Otherwise, shitty flight. No pun intended. So this woman reclines her seat, which she's allowed to do. And this guy doesn't like it. So in the most passive, I don't even know if you could call this passive aggressive. It's, it's some sort of weird aggression. He starts kind of rabbit punching the seat. Very, like, not very softly. Just, you know, not a full punch. He's just like, pop, 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 pop. He just keeps hitting the fucking seat with this woman reclining in it. And she said she started recording him doing this after he'd punched the seat about nine times. This to me is, I don't, I don't even know how to really class, I don't really know how to classify this other than to say it is the most bitch thing I've seen in some time. A grown ass man hitting the back of a seat of a grown ass woman, her not turning around to say, hey, fuck face, stop punching my seat or some version of that. And him not having the what would you call it? Personality to say, Hey ma'am, you can see I'm seeing, I'm sitting in the worst seat in the plane. It's cramped as it is. I'm not able to recline, which means I cannot offset your recline. Would you mind maybe popping it up a little bit? That interaction doesn't happen. Now, I don't know from her perspective if before she started recording, she had turned around and said, would you mind stop, you know, would you mind not punching the seat? I have the right to recline. I paid for it. But I just think to myself, is that where we've come to? <laughs> is that where we've come to? By the way, I'm completely on the woman's side on this. I just think... I bought the fucking ticket. If I want to recline the seat, which does recline, it's not like I've, you know, re-engineered the thing to to then all of a sudden be able to slump back like a like a lounge chair or something. The seats recline. But I may have you know, I may have given the guy a concession if he had approached me the right way if I'm her. But if he starts hitting my seat, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I mean, other than kicking the thing, is there a worse way to deal with with that situation from his perspective? I'm just, I'm trying to think. So for me, he's lucky he didn't get the reaction from the woman that he would have gotten from a person like myself who would have just confronted the situation and said, hey, what are you doing? That's not how you behave. That's not acceptable societal behavior. You can't punch my seat. Now, that all said, guess what? She gets kicked off the flight. She gets made to leave. Now, maybe I haven't read the whole story. Maybe I'm missing something. This is the information I got from the story. She got kicked off the flight, and he got a rum and coke. 
for his trouble because he's the victim. He must have played the victim card quicker than she did. And I just think this is amazing. This is 2020. This is how we deal with conflict. It's insane to me that both the action and the inaction of these two people caused such a loggerhead of a situation that had to be moderated. And I think I think there's something in that. I think there's something in that in, in terms of you have to take responsibility for your actions and you have to take responsibility for your inner for your inaction as well. And I mean by that if both of them would have acted differently in that situation, they could have come to a very, very simple resolution. You would have thought anyhow. But one person's action and another person's inaction, they both have to take responsibility for what they did in that situation. Because they both took an inaction and they both took an action. And I don't want to break it down all psychologically and get into all that. I'm just saying <clears throat> you have to take some responsibility for it. Whether you did something or you didn't do something, both of those things have consequences. It's not the inaction or the action. It's what you do within that space that counts, right? The inaction to lean around and ask the woman if she wouldn't mind putting her seat up because of his you know, seating situation, that was an inaction. And he has to take responsibility for that because then she doesn't recline the seat back up. But his action was to start punching it. And the inaction of her not reclining the seat, but the action to pull out her phone and just record it, there were consequences to both of those things too. The only problem here is how it all worked out. Because he shouldn't have gotten a free drink out of that. And I wonder if he stopped before the flight attendant came over. I don't know. I didn't watch the whole video. But I just think that... Like you have to... They always say take responsibility for your actions, right? You did something, live with the consequences. Well, I also look at it on the inactive side of that. Take responsibility for your inaction. If you decide not to improve your health and well-being, I guess that's an action because you've decided not to, but it's more of an inaction, right? You're just not doing anything. You're not doing anything to put the extra time and put the extra focus in, have the extra bit of discipline to get you up and moving. The inaction, if you won't trade a good a bad for a good that's an inaction right it, it, i mean it's still anchored in the action that you're going to say eat shitty food instead of replace it with healthy food or you know whatever but i think like looking at it as inaction not doing anything being stagnant or stuck in place stuck in your routine i think this as much as anything can help point towards how we get on the road to change because we always talk about 
it in the form of action. Get up, you know, and maybe this is, I don't know, I'm, I'm working things out in my head with it, but I just think you need to take responsibility for your inaction. And the way you do that is by taking responsibility of your actions. So it's kind of a flip on that, right? It says, because usually it's take responsibility for your actions and that kind of has a negative connotation to it, right? You, you did it, now take responsibility for your actions. You knocked that girl up, take responsibility for your actions, right? You got too drunk, take responsibility for your actions. I'm just talking about the level of inactivity that I see. I, I see so much inactivity in terms of the effort people put in when they go to the gym, work, diet, relationships, education, all of it. I mean, we're just talking about government. Again, things that they don't do. <coughs> but I just, I wish more people would look at what they're not doing and how that's affecting them as well. Like, inaction in certain parts of my life now, they really kind of lead me down a path of worry. And I mean things like going to the gym and, 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 and staying healthy. If I don't go to the gym, if I'm inactive, for three days, I am stir crazy. I am a different person. Physical fitness for me now is a part of life. And it's a motivation to keep going, get better, so on and so forth, all the things that come with that. But do you think anybody would give a fuck if I didn't go to the gym? Do you think anybody would give a fuck if I didn't get up at 4.30 every single morning to start my day to get those extra hours that most people don't even consider an option? Nobody would care. But what it would do for me, that inactivity, that, that lack of action, that complete inaction would just it would change me as a person. I wouldn't have the energy to do the podcast. I wouldn't have the same energy I put in at work. I wouldn't have the same energy in the relationship and so on and so on and so on. The reason I talk about inaction is because you have to understand what you're not doing in order to understand what you need to do. Because at the end of the day, we are a results-based society, right? Like I said, nobody gives a fuck if I don't go to the gym. But you know how many people notice that I do? There's no way I'd be inactive when it comes to that. You know why? Because the only thing that matters in the whole fucking world is results. What did you do at the end of the day? What did you get done? What can you stamp your name on and say, I did that. 
I'm responsible for that happening. Can you, can you point to some things? One, two, three things that you do a month, a day, a week, whatever, a year that you make some changes on, that you can stamp your name and say, I did that. I make sure that I press record on this podcast, not because I have to, because I want to. But I know if I don't, nobody would give a fuck. But I do, I care, and I hope to God that I can produce something that you guys, I don't say, I say nobody gives a fuck. Obviously, the people that listen to the show every episode give a fuck, and I love you guys for it. But if I switch off, you're going to go find something else. If I'm inactive with this, it goes away. It's only through the fact that I know that the actions have to be improved production quality consistency, relevance, variety. I know all of these things. So that's why I'm not inactive. That gets me the results that I want, which means I can do episode 119, keep going, keep growing, improve, adjust on the things that you fucking, you know, you suck at or you screw up at and you move on. And you keep pushing forward because if you don't, you don't get any results. And then what are you? A waste of fucking space. Let's be quite frank. You got to get shit done. So take responsibility for your inactions. Recognize them. What are you doing sitting on the sofa four hours a night? Oh my God, I can give you three of those hours. I can still get you in a routine that's going to change your life. Take responsibility for your inactions. Nobody gives a fuck about anything other than results. Nobody's going to chase you. Nobody's going to make you do it. But take the self-pride in the fact that you'll be able to create something that you can stamp your name on. A better body, a better relationship, a better performance at work. You know, you feel better about yourself. You look better about yourself. You'll earn more money. People will respect you more. But all of that stuff is superficial. Because deep down on the inside, when you know you've done something, there's a certain level of satisfaction that creeps in that gives you a certain level of confidence that you can walk with your shoulders high and back, walk with your chest up, walk with your head up. When you know, today I fucking did something. Today I pushed my boundaries. Today I challenged myself. I did something difficult. And I know it's cliche to hear this shit. But it's true. I try to make sure that at least four to five times a week, the hardest thing I do is done by 6 a.m. And then nothing else that the day can throw at me will challenge me the way I've already challenged myself. And therefore, I can better combat the inactions of those around me. And 
Ideally, you eliminate these folks where you can. Because all they are is a drag. All they are is a weight that you got to carry around. You got no time for negative relationships. You got no time for people who don't see your vision or your ambition or your drive. Don't feel bad about cutting people out if they don't share your vision of what your future should look like. Inaction. Think about the word inaction. What are you not doing? Everybody can say, oh, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. So they can make excuses for their inaction, but they won't take, they think by making excuses for it, they're taking responsibility for it and they're two different things. And we're just spitballing here, baby, right? We're just throwing shit at the wall here, but I think I'm on to something. If you can take responsibility for your interactions, you can clearly define what actions therefore need to be taken and you can plot a journey of efficiency and progress. Put that on a motherfucking stamp. Put that on a motherfucking t-shirt. Take responsibility for your inactions. Get results. Nobody cares about anything else. You shouldn't. Do it for you. You should care about the results. Don't you want to feel better? Don't you want to sleep better? Don't you want to fuck better? Don't you want to make more money? Don't you want to be able to take more vacations? Don't you want to look at yourself in the mirror and say, fuck yeah. This is the grade A version of myself. And I did that. Take some responsibility for the things that you're not doing. And then all of a sudden the path forward will become clear and you'll say, these are the things that I need to do. And therefore the actions that you were taking previously will melt away. And you will be on a path of focus and progression. But don't be afraid to fuck up. Don't be afraid if nobody's listening. Don't be afraid if people around you are saying, what a stupid thing you're doing. How oh, it's crazy that you're still doing that thing. I hear this shit. I hear it with the show, but I got to keep it in context. We're doing our own thing. We're staying in our own lane. And the product that we will produce will be done regardless. So the people that probably, you know, say to themselves, oh, he's still doing that show. Oh, he's still doing this. Oh, he's still doing the personal training. Oh, he's still doing this. He's still doing that. Yeah, I am. And I'm going to continue to do them especially this show because I really think the quiet part loud can grow into something that's really, really good. I think the guests that we're bringing on are going to be great. I think you're going to really enjoy them. I think it's going to create a bit of a, an interaction between us so that you can, you, you, you can start suggesting questions to me that you want asked about upcoming guests and I'll give you a heads up on who those are going to be. But it's about, it's just about recognizing what you're not doing and going forward. We were doing the same thing on this show, just me talking shit every single week. Okay, cool. 
but we can do more. So let's throw it out there and let's try and do more. I see the shit that's out there. I see the stuff that's getting traction. I see the stuff that's not. And we're doing our thing, so we're coming now. And it's only going to be good things. So I was going to talk about this rugby player in Australia, but I didn't want to. I, I just think it's so, it's so gruesome and it's so sad if it's true. But apparently this rugby player like doused his whole family in gasoline and set him on fire. I don't know what the situation is, but it's dreadful. Uh, it just came up on the news feed and it's... Yeah, it's looking pretty horrendous. So I'm not going to really talk about that. Um, I wanted to talk more about the motivational stuff and, and you know, talk about this thought that I've been having about inaction and, and why that matters so much. You know, the things that people don't do. It's, um, yeah, maybe I ran on a tangent there. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I ran a, ran a dead, I don't know what you call it. But um, I really think there's I really think there's something to that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give it some more thought. But anyways, that's all I want to talk about, guys. That's that's gonna be the episode today. I mean, there's probably other stuff to talk about. We could talk about, you know, the uh, fact that Michael Bloomberg's allowed to be in the presidential debates now, which is an absolute farce. Um, I mean, you really can buy your, you can, you can just buy politics in America. Like it is for sale. It's so crazy. It's so insane to me, but it is what it is, right? They're going to let this motherfucker in the debates next week or tonight, whenever it is, um, tomorrow, I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, it's just gross. And I really hope that Bernie and Pete, can just stay ahead of this guy and get him out of there because I mean he's not going to debate well let's be honest and Pete debates very well and Bernie Bernie hasn't had a change of mind in the last 50 years so he'll he'll know his talking points and he'll be fine right so hopefully they can do away with this clown because he is a friend of Trump and he is a billionaire, and you don't need to trade one narcissistic, psychopathic asshole for another. So, yeah, there's that. But I'm not going to get into American politics today. We're going to wrap it up. Um, I just want to say we're available on uh, Spotify and iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, so head over to any one of those. We're also on Podchaser. Um, I've got to do a little bit more work with that, but you can find us there. Uh, so wherever you listen to podcasts, we should be pretty much available. Everybody pulls RSS feeds now, so you'll probably be able to get it wherever podcasts are available. Um, that's going to be it. We're going we're gonna to wrap. What have we done? About 40 minutes? Yeah, something like that. So we're going to wrap the show up. And just to give you a heads up now, we are about two weeks out from our scheduled interview uh, with the uh, female CEO of an ad tech business and I'll do more introductions with her uh, you know if we get another couple of shows out before then but there's also an author that I'm uh, cu currently reading uh, their work watching their videos so I can again bring you guys the best content when I do meet with this person 
uh, and then we're just locking in some other dates for everything else. So we're a couple weeks out, but we are ready now. So uh, I just got to make sure that I show up because it's on me at the end of the day. If I don't ask good questions, if I don't let the inter interviewee uh, speak, you're just going to get my voice. And that's not why I want to do interviews. Um, additionally, it should be about three weeks or so before uh, a friend of mine and I do the show I was mentioning earlier about the films and everything like that. That is going to be completely different, right? Because we're going to effectively uh, get drunk and do it. So that's kind of like my release because I don't really, you know, I don't really fuck around. But I figure, okay, if you're going to have drinks, make sure they're an occasion rather than just doing it for no reason. Make sure it's an occasion. And I think doing a podcast with a friend, talking about something that I love and having some drinks is a fucking brilliant idea. So that's going to come soon as well. So stay tuned for everything, guys. But that's it for episode 119. So I appreciate all your support. Thanks again for everything. Thanks again for listening. Uh, we're going to be back soon with another episode, and we've got good things to come. So uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Have a great weekend, and we might be back next week. You never know. We'll see. But uh, until then, all the best.